welcome to the Living Parables podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through his word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you. And now, let us begin. Well, welcome back to another week on Living Parables podcast. Thank you so much for helping me kickstart the new season. Last week was, I think, was a really good one. We had some good things to talk about. The Romans Gospel Road. You can never talk too much about the gospel, to be honest with you. But I think it's something that is something to build off of. And I know last week I told you all that we were going to start a three-part series, starting with justification, then moving on to sanctification, then glorification. Upon praying on it, thinking about things and the direction, I felt led to move to a different area. And I think sometimes, as I've been self-reflecting, that there are times where I'm a little bit possibly too intense and maybe a little bit too explanatory of the points I'm trying to make. And so I think we just need to get to the the foundational pieces of Scripture that will help us to fully appreciate who Jesus is, what he taught, how he lived, how he loved. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get to our main text for today. So our main text is found in Luke chapter 7. And specifically, we are going to be targeting the 36th verse through the 50th verse. So about halfway of chapter 7 all the way to the end of chapter 7. And I saw this parable that I have not read in such a long time and it really it really stuck out to me today. And I think it's something that we need to talk about and it's such a wonderful beautiful story. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So once again, Luke chapter 7 verse 36 all the way through Verse 50. Now, one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine with him, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. And Jesus said, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, Say it, teacher. A moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. 
So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have judged correctly. Turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason, I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins have been forgiven. Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Wow. What a wonderful story that is, isn't it? Such a great parable from our Lord. Well, let's go ahead and start unpacking this here. The Pharisee in the story, his name is Simon, he offered Jesus to dine with him. Now, I want to point out this was not a friendly visit. Odds are he was looking to accuse him or entrap him of some sorts. Dinners such as these were open to the public, and the sinful woman that followed Jesus to this dinner was probably and most likely a prostitute. Pharisees had nothing but contempt for sinners, and she was no exception. The fact that she showed up to this dinner took a great deal of courage, and it is a big indicator of how desperate she was in seeking forgiveness. The alabaster vial of perfume was extremely expensive. This is significant because she is showing worship to Jesus. Now, I want to point out here in verse 39, this is going to tell you everything you need to know about the Pharisees. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet... He would know who and what sort of person this woman is, who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Well, like I said before, Pharisees wanted absolutely nothing to do with sinners. They were reviled by them. They abhorred them. There was no sympathy at all in their hearts for sinners. Now, when he said if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman who is touching him, that she is a sinner. When it says in verse 40 that Jesus answered, it's important to understand that the Pharisee didn't say this out loud. He was saying this kind of in his thoughts. And then Jesus immediately responded with this. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, say it, teacher. And then he told the parable about the moneylender and the two debtors. Now, just to get some perspective on how much denarii is equivalent to about 
$50,000 for the 50 denarii and for the 500 denarii, ready for this? $500,000. That is a significant amount of money. And I think what Jesus is trying to say here is that the person who owes more will be more grateful and more appreciative, have much more gratitude than the person with the $50,000 worth of debt. Now, I'm not saying that $50,000 is a small amount by any means, but you see the weight if you put them on the scales. Now, what I think is so amazing here is that Jesus, after telling this parable, which he has a point, he turns his attention to someone who, by their standards, does not even belong even in their own city, the sinful woman. So in verse 44, this is what Jesus says. Turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Now, before we go any farther, washing the feet of a guest, giving them water, would be equivalent to, in our Western culture, taking someone's coat when they entered your household. That was just that was just the norm. That was the polite thing to do. And the fact that he didn't do that, that was a great insult. So that's why this this was not a friendly visit. This wouldn't be where you have a good friend over and we're having fun and we're and we're bringing up old times. Now this was manipulated. This was a trap. And we know of the Pharisees' lack of belief in him. But he insulted him. And what did this woman do? I mean, what she did here is, it is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's a somber sight. I mean, you have to think about it. If you look back, and it talks about her weeping in verse 38. She was weeping. Now, you have to imagine this. In order to wet someone's feet with your tears, how much do you have to cry? And when I read this, I was thinking to myself, why is this woman crying? What is she so upset about? I'll tell you what she's upset about. She is weeping because she is feeling godly sorrow, which leads to repentance. She wiped his feet with her hair upon wetting his feet with her sobbing tears. And, you know, God calls a woman's hair her glory. And you need to think about this for a minute. Back in those days, they didn't have Nikes or Jordans. They had sandals. It was dusty. It was dirty. Jesus' feet 
were probably dirty and maybe sweaty and tired. And she's rubbing her hair on his feet. Not only was she doing that, but she was kissing his feet. I'm not sure about you, but kissing feet doesn't sound like a good time. And I'm not even sure if I would even kiss my spouse's feet or my kid's feet. Maybe baby feet. My little baby, I might kiss his feet. But my oldest feet, not so much. But she showed repentance and sorrow for what she's done. And she was worshiping him. And when she was demonstrating faith in him, she sought him out when he was with the Pharisees. And that took a great amount of courage. She didn't care what anybody else thought. Yeah, she could have went hiding and, and kept on living her sinful life. But she was desperate for Christ and his forgiveness. And I can tell you this, if she tried to seek out God through by means of the Pharisees, she would be a lost cause. She would be lost and continue on the path for hell. But in this wonderful story, is the difference between the woman and Simon is that she was aware of her sinful self and what it will lead to. Simon, however, he is self-deceived in his self-righteousness. Let's look at the rest of this amazing parable. So let's finish up with 46 all the way down to 50. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven. Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And this is amazing here, people. This is this is it here. And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Just a wonderful, wonderful parable. Wonderful. And you know, something we have to take into account here. So I hope you have your Bibles with you. But if you go back to verse 30 here, which we did not cover, Listen to this. But the Pharisees and the lawyers, and the lawyers here means that they are experts in the Mosaic law, rejected God's purpose for themselves, not having been baptized by John. Now here, we're talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was baptizing people for repentance of their sins, not baptism with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I need to make that distinction clear. But they rejected that. And what's very stunning about this is that they refused God's purpose because John's message of repentance, John the Baptist, 
was God's will. It was his will that they would be repentant, and they rejected it. So that right there is something that really makes this parable stand out. They had rejected. But this woman who was a sinner, was an outcast, was given life. And I'll tell you, this story really, this parable just really did it for me today. I'll tell you, it was it's amazing to hear Jesus' forgiveness and his love was put on display. And something that I think is very interesting here, because it just wasn't one Pharisee here. Listen to verse 48 and 49. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven. Verse 49, those who were reclining at the table with him, those meaning more than one, began to say to themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? They know as well as anybody else that there's only one individual that can forgive sins, and that is God. Jesus is saying right here that he is equal to God and is God, and rightly so. So, verse 50, her faith in Christ alone saved her. And it justified her, just like we talked about the episode last week. And Jesus made her spiritually alive. And he imparted his righteousness to her account. And something I want to finish up with this parable is I wonder where she heard Jesus speaking. I wonder. Because a few chapters back, it talks about the Beatitudes. And we know that the Beatitudes were part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is the absolute greatest sermon of all time. Was she in the crowd? Maybe she was a maybe she was in that crowd. Wouldn't that be amazing? Think of it this way. Maybe paint a little picture and then we'll be done. So she's a sinner. And you know, a lot of people like being drawn in the crowds. There's concerts and there's even outdoor concerts, and people just flock to them, especially if they're free. And you know, she hears that this this miracle worker. This great healer is coming in, and he's speaking, and there's a crowd forming, and she shows up, and he starts preaching, and it cuts her to the heart. And maybe she didn't do anything with it right away, but it kept stirring inside. And you know what that is? That is God drawing you. He drew her to himself. And again, in order to believe, God must draw you. And then you have to hear the words by either preacher or a teacher. You have to hear the word of God. And then you repent of your sins. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what this lady did. She repented of her sins. That's why 
That's why she was weeping. Think of a time you were weeping. That's what she was doing. Because of how sorry she was that she sinned against Almighty God. And you know what? I bet she felt that she had no chance of salvation, none, until Jesus showed up. And he's a friend of sinners. And he was sitting inside of a house with a Pharisee who thought that he was supreme, better than anybody else. And he looked upon this woman and had mercy. And he can have that kind of mercy and show that kind of mercy to you right now. It's up to you. But she put her faith in him, all of it, all the cards on the table, everything she had of her inner person put her faith in him. And what did that result? Verse 50? Just love it. I love it. And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So, put your trust and faith in him. He will never let you down. He can show you this love. He can show you this mercy. He can show you this grace. That goes beyond all comprehension. And I can tell you as a, a witness myself and someone who's experienced it, it is truly what the gospel means. It's the good news. He can take the most ugliest sinner and the worst sins and the, the loss of hope and complete desperation and he can give you hope and he can give you life. Amen. Well, with that being said, I pray that God blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And until next time, God bless you, my friends. Mm -hmm.